You're listening to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues don't just go away magically for Christians. So let's have an honest conversation about what it's like to be born again and anxious. Well, welcome back to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Reynolds. Uh, And I'm so glad that you're joining us on this journey. This is episode four, five tips to manage your spoons. So if you haven't listened to our previous three episodes, I'd encourage you to do so. Uh, I'd also encourage you to head over to Facebook and join our private Born Again Anxious group uh, where we take the conversation a little deeper. So let's talk about spoons. And no, I'm, I'm not talking about those metal things that you keep in your kitchen drawer next to the stove. I'm talking about your health. So in 2003, uh, there was a woman named Christine Miserandino uh, who wrote an essay titled The Spoon Theory. Uh, she has lupus and she describes uh, a conversation that she was having with her friend about what it was like to live with lupus. And so Christine took some spoons from the tables that were nearby to use as a visual aid. She handed her friend these spoons uh, and she asked her friend to describe the events of a typical day. And each time her her friend would tell her a a certain thing that she did or a task or, or, or something that would take energy, she took away a spoon for each activity that was mentioned. She was illustrating that her spoons, which is what she was using to represent units of energy, have to be rationed throughout the day. She she was making the point it's possible to run out. She said that you could, for example, uh, use you know more spoons on a day than you had for that day, but by doing this, you'd essentially be stealing spoons from the next day, meaning you'd have less to uh, to work with that next day. The spoon theory, she suggests, is helpful for explaining the experience of living with any disease or illness. And while she originally used this to describe what physical illness does to you, I think it's a good illustration for mental health as well. Because mental health issues can sometimes be invisible. Uh, you know, a common perception is that the person dealing with it is simply... I don't know, a poor manager of time, or they're lazy, or they're undisciplined. And this is where spoon theory comes in. So so I deal with anxiety issues, right? I've, I've shared my story in previous episodes. And when my anxiety level is high, I'm using mental energy to deal with that, which takes away from something else I could be using that energy on. You know, and it's it's one of the reasons why when I first started uh, on uh, medication for depression and anxiety, um, I felt like in the months following uh, that, that my productivity level went up. And so I was talking to my doctor about this, and, and I asked her about this, and, and she told me, she said, well, your mind is not focusing on the anxiety and depression. Your attention is taken off of that. And so, yeah, you probably are more productive because you can use that time for more productive things. Now, this is important for two groups of people. First, for those who do not deal with mental health issues, I think it's important to understand how mental health can affect 
um, energy and productivity levels of the person dealing with these issues. But second, it's important for the person experiencing mental health issues because realizing that you have a limited amount of energy to expend can impact how you structure your day and the choices you make. So let me give you, uh, with the, the rest of the time we have today, let me give you five tips on how to manage your spoons throughout the day if you deal with issues uh, like depression, anxiety, or, or panic attacks, uh, like I do. Now, these tips, to be honest, uh, are probably good tips for anybody. Uh, it's not just um, you know people dealing with mental health issues uh, that these are good for, uh, but I think they're especially good for those of us who, uh, who deal with, with mental health. Um, so here are five tips. They're not necessarily one-size-fits-all tips. Maybe one of these tips won't resonate with you, uh, but I have a feeling at least one or two uh, will be. So here we go. Five tips for managing your spoons. The first one is this. Write down everything. And yes, I really mean everything. It's funny when you have um, when you have anxiety, uh, when you have depression. Uh, the these things just continually roll around in your head over and over and over again, um, and you uh, you sometimes have these these limiting beliefs, limiting thoughts, uh, these lies that you tell yourself. Uh, because you're be because that's what depression and anxiety does, and and so they they roll roll around there. Something interesting happens when you write things down. When you write down how you're you're feeling, uh, when you write down what you're you're experiencing, um, it it's like you you release that. You don't have to hold on to that anymore. Now I'm not saying that it it like magically cures your depression or your anxiety. I mean, I write things down and I still deal with depression and anxiety. But what it does is it gets it out of my head. And when it rolls around in my head, it gets stuck there. Uh, that's sometimes when when it does uh, the most damage. But but I'm not just talking about your, your thoughts. I'm not just talking about your, your feelings, your beliefs, um, positive or negative. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about um, like everything. Uh, keep, a, keep a journal of what you do. Um, write down um, what's going on during your day. Write down tasks. One, one of the things um, that has really helped me is this idea of a bullet journal. Right, and a bullet journal is uh, is basically a, there's nothing magical about it. It's a um, a guy named Carol Ryder um, um, came up with this idea, kind of kind of made this idea popular, I guess you could say. Um, and he um, it, it's basically a, a, a notation system, a, a way of of taking notes, a way of organizing things, a way of cataloging things, and getting them out of your brain. And, and so I know for me, this, this idea of a bullet journal has been something that has been extremely 
helpful. Uh, you know, if you want more information about that, you can just Google bullet journal and, uh, and you'll, uh, you'll find lots of different information about it. Um, but even bullet, you know, even if it's not bullet journaling, uh, even if it's some other form of journaling, even if it's some other, uh, organization system, um, use something, uh, because here's what happens, at least for me, with, with anxiety, uh, is that usually I get anxious, uh, my, my anxiety really kicks into gear, uh, when I feel myself becoming overwhelmed, and sometimes I feel myself becoming overwhelmed, uh, when I've simply got a lot to do, and all those to-dos are rolling around in my mind, right? And so when I write them down, they're out of my head, they're on paper, I've got a checklist, um, and I, I simply start knocking things off. Now that kind of leads into my second tip. My second tip is this, automate as much as you possibly can, right? So, so I have, um, you know, I mentioned this bullet journal thing. I'm actually switching over to a, a digital bullet journal uh, method. And um, one of the reasons that I'm doing that is because um, as great as a as great as a paper bullet journal is, uh, I still have to open it and look at it. I still have to make the effort to open, open it and look at it and write things down. Uh, but in my digital bullet journal workflow, uh, I can I can automate certain things. Um, I can I can make them just happen. Um, that's the one of the the great things about it is I can set it to send me reminders. Right? I can I can I can um, set it to nudge me and let me know, hey, you need to do this, hey, you need to do this, right? Um, but this doesn't just go with, like, um, computers, you know, or technology or whatever. I mean, this is this is in all areas of your life. Automate as much as you can. Um, even something as simple as um, what you wear in the morning. Okay, now this this may not seem like this big of a deal, right? But if we think about it, that every decision that we make has to take uh, takes mental energy, takes mental focus. Uh, automate as much as you can what you're going to wear in the morning. Um, you know, it, it, one of the thoughts that has been fascinating to me, and this is not something that I have have put into practice in my life. Um, but, uh, you know, the people who say they basically just wear the same thing every day. Now, it's not like they're wearing the same clothes every single day. Um, but, you know, you think about Steve Jobs, right? What, what did he have? The iconic turtleneck, right? He, he, he wore that. And you pretty much knew what he was probably going to be wearing most of the time. Like, he didn't even have to think about it. There's others. Mark Zuckerberg has talked about this. Um, other other people have talked about this. That, that look, if I can eliminate my choices, um, eliminate the decisions that I have to make, 
then I have more time and more energy to focus on other things. So automate as much as you can, as much as possible when you're dealing with uh, your anxiety and your depression. So number one, write everything down. Number two, automate as much as possible. Number three, be intentional with your social media and news consumption. Now, I, I think we all know this, um, but especially in 2012, it seems like this has come to the forefront, right? I remember back in March uh, when when all of this COVID stuff uh, started started ramping up. Um, because of the the position that that I am in, because of the the leadership position that I'm in, um, I wanted to be sure that I was um, keeping tabs on uh, where where the coronavirus was heading. You know, know um, all all of what was going on. Know um, what the guidelines were. Everything like that. The interesting thing was there reached a point in this where the amount of time that I was putting in uh, didn't actually translate to me learning more and more. Like there reached a point where they were just saying kind of the same things over and over and over again, but I didn't adjust uh, my social media and news consumption. I wasn't intentional about it. Um, And so I would... I got overwhelmed by that, right? Um, that's that's just one example. I mean, another example is how often do we get on the Facebook app, uh, even if it's not about coronavirus, and we just, we just scroll. You know, they've done studies uh, where they've done scans of people's brains. And you know how on the Facebook app, when you, you pull down to refresh and you see that little spinning... Um, that little spinning circle, right, to say that it's loading. They've done scans of the brain, and the the parts of the brain that are that are illuminating, that are being activated uh, during that experience, are the exact same parts of the brain that are that are being illuminated or being activated uh, when someone pulls down the lever on a slot machine, right. And why do people get addicted to gambling? They get addicted because of the thrill and what it does in your brain, right? The same thing is happening with social media. And so we have to be careful about our social media and our news consumption. Now, I'm not telling you to be a, to be a hermit, um, to just ignore um, everyone, uh, but... But maybe you need to limit your exposure to some things. So, like, I know I I have unfollowed almost all my friends on Facebook. Um, and if somebody posts something on Facebook, unless there's somebody that's really close to me, uh, usually family, I, I don't see it. Uh, but you know what? That's okay. If it's really that important for me to know, I'm going to find out because they're going to tell me or, or I'm going to find out some, some way, right? We have this, this fear of missing out FOMO, right? Maybe, maybe you've heard this term. Uh, and we, we have this fear 
that I think sometimes drives us uh, and drives some of our social media addiction. And the same can be said for news consumption. And look, I'm not going to make this overly uh, political, um, but I'm just going to say this. There are uh, people on both sides of the aisle, uh, Republican and Democrat, uh, who present news in a uh, in a biased way, and sometimes um, on either side that can be a little alarmist. And for us who deal with depression and anxiety, uh, that can be difficult. And so you you may need to. Uh, be intentional about curating your news consumption. Uh, you, how much and from what sources uh, you get it. Number four uh, is this. So number one is write everything down. Number two is automate as much as possible. Number three is be intentional with your social media and news consumption. Number four is learn to say no. Learn that two-letter word, no. Now, I, I, I realize um, that um, this is way easier to say, um, and I don't have to be in your world. I don't have to know uh, what you have going on, what you have on your plate. Uh, and you might say, but Adam, you don't understand how busy I am. Well, no. I don't, uh, but I know how busy I can get sometimes. And the truth of the matter, if I'm if I'm honest with myself, uh, is that there, even at my busiest times, there are things that I can say no to. There, there are things that I can um, be intentional about saying. You know what? This might be a this might be even a good thing, um, but for my mental health, for my family, and and for the success of all these other things that I'm doing, I have to say no to this one thing. I remember in um, college reading a book for one of my classes called uh, Good to Great. And uh, the idea, uh, one of the ideas that was presented in it was that sometimes you have to say no to good things um, in order to be able to do great things, right? Um, You were not designed to be able to do everything. And this leads into the final point. So our points, again, are write down everything, Automate as much as possible. Be intentional with your social media and news consumption. Learn to say no. And then number five, realize that you'll never get enough done, and that's okay. Realize that you'll, you'll never get everything done that you want to get done. And that's, that's one of the things, um, I know at least for me, with anxiety, it's one of the things that, that triggers my anxiety. Is this this sense of, but I need to get this done. I need to I need to do this now. I mean, even as I'm recording this episode, uh, you know i'm I'm thinking of um, 
I'm thinking of all the things that I have to get done this week uh, before I'm before I'm out of the office for a little bit, right? And my list is is piling up. And then I'm thinking not only that things I need to get done at work, but I'm thinking about okay things I need to get done at home before we're gone. And it's it's it just piles up. Okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Um, but at the end of the day. I only have a limited amount of spoons. And if I if I use more spoons for today than I have for today, then I'll steal them from tomorrow and tomorrow will be bad. And so so we have to realize that we we can't get it all done. We never will and that's okay. Especially for those of us who follow Jesus, we've got to realize this. You're not in control. I'm not in control. Right? I am not the ultimate supreme authority on everything. That's God, that is. And I've got to realize that just because I don't get this one thing done, you know what? It's okay. And the kingdom of God goes on. The kingdom of God will continue. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a minister. And um, often there are things that would be really, really good things for me to do um, that I have to say no. And I have to realize I do not have time for this. And it's okay. Because the church continues. The kingdom goes on. And people still follow Jesus. So there you go. Uh, Five tips for managing your spoons. Write everything down. Automate as much as possible. Be intentional with your social media and news consumption. Learn to say no. And realize that you'll never get it all done. And that's okay. It's okay that you won't. Five tips uh, to help manage your spoons and deal with uh, issues like depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. Hey, I'd love to hear because I I know that there are more that we could add. Uh, What have been some things that have been helpful to you? Uh, What are are some things, uh, some tips that you would give other people to help manage their spoons? Um, go over and join our uh, Born Again Anxious community on Facebook uh, and, uh, and let us know. Uh, what, what would you add to the list? Well, thanks for listening to the Born Again Anxious podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Additionally, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we'd love to connect on Facebook. So just go to facebook.com slash bornagainanxious and join our private Facebook group, or you can simply find us by searching Born Again Anxious.